good. Well, good morning, everybody. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, it's going to be different. I want to start out by publicly saying very, very, very much thank you to Audra. And for the podcast, thank you to Katie. I know Katie is with her family uh, this morning, which is wonderful. But thank y'all for putting on such an amazing event. Can, can we all in seriousness, let's do give a round of applause to Katie and Audra. It was excellently done. Did such... Such a good job. Uh, I hope all of you were able to come at some point during the 24 hours. I don't know if, uh, this will be real transparent. Uh, prayer has always been one of my weakest spiritual disciplines, as strange as that might sound. Wouldn't you agree over all the years you've known me? Uh, I have not, I would not say I had ever called myself a prayer. Anybody else want to join me in that? Okay, good. Thank you for being honest with me. Uh, and I don't feel alone. Uh, as, um, but I really appreciate what I loved about uh, our time together this last weekend was it really created an atmosphere that made you want to stay and pray for all that were here. It was very engaging. It would just made you want to just linger and be, you know, because you go to sometimes prayer events, especially if you hear 24 hours of prayer, you know, and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't do five minutes. How am I going to do, how am I going to do 24 hours of prayer? This is like a... <clears throat> Uh, yeah. All night. So I really appreciate the creativity and all of this. And so it was very, very, very good. And I, I am very excited about not just what happened, but I'm very excited about what fruit it's going to bear in our lives individually and in our lives as a church family. Right. So be prepared that we will do this again. Right. So uh, we're learning from it and, and we'll in, in good sense, make some good tweaks uh, in the sense of like we may not do a Sunday morning <laughs> if we do an all-night prayer because I was very much as the pastor looking at everybody that was here all over the weekend and doing stuff and going, oh my, and they're going to all come back here on Sunday morning and all this kind of stuff. So today we're going to pray and go through the stations, but today we'll do a little bit shorter time together so that it can be restful and I appreciate everyone's uh, Input in doing that, I never want to wear anybody out spiritually. Because, uh, and here's the reason why: in a spiritual dynamic, uh, you can only carry the things of God, the spiritual things, as far as you're physically able. That's something Brother Hagen taught us a long time ago. Is he said, you know, God will not wear you out. So God, when God's presence and his spirit genuinely come upon us at times, there's a weightiness that can be on it, Mm -hmm. right? And if we're not able to carry it and endure physically, then God won't kill you. Right. Aren't you glad? (laughs) Right. And so sometimes we have to be be aware of that as well when we're doing stuff that I I don't ever want to wear folk out Mm -hmm. because we can only go as long as we can physically endure. However, that inspires us to... A reason why to get in shape, That's right. a reason why to be healthy and to be fit is so that you can carry the things of God longer. Yes. And there is a real, that, that was all free, that was all extra, not part of what we're going to talk about, but there you go. One more thing, and it's all, it's all wonderful if you're at home, yeah. like right here, because you carry the anointing, but mm-hmm. it's, it's home. The moment you are invited out somewhere, there's an added layer of physical yeah. Hardship. Yeah. There's an added layer, and then if you start crossing borders, there's it's an added, added layer, layer of physical and emotional stress. And then you mm. you start going out into the bush. There's an added, added you know layer. what I mean. So so yeah. starting here, there is a reason why. Let's get fit now. Fit and physically and mentally tougher, and then yeah. you can start going out. Like you start in Jerusalem, then you can start mm-hmm. going out to Judea. And Samaria mm-hmm. and the uttermost parts of the world. Yeah. You kind of have to build up to that. Yeah. Well, and that's why, again, and, and to speak on that point, it's like if, for those that were with us on Thursday and you and we talked about that and you can feel the, the Spirit, uh, there's times where you can feel the Spirit dip, mm-hmm. but not because He left, mm-hmm. but, but it was a sign of your own endurance of either body or soul. Mm-hmm. Does that make Yes. Yeah. Well, Saturday, and I've been trying to do really good on my eating. And stuff. Well, Saturday I had like some apple pie, which I hadn't had any dessert in like mm-hmm. really hadn't had any. <clears throat> anyway, I was exhausted yesterday. Yeah. Like 
tired. And he's like, mm-hmm. I've not been this tired in so long. Yeah. So I don't know if that, you know, it has to be, I don't know, but yeah. I have been feeling very tired. Yeah. But I'm excited. And it's I'm good. Here, That's awesome. So, so, so today, I mean, you know, Brother Hagen, and again, we'll go here. You know, Brother Hagen taught us. He said that's why, you know, when, when we traveled on the road and we did stuff, and he would, people would think, well, oh, Brother Hagen, you know, he must go back to the hotel and pray, you know, for hours so that we can have these powerful meetings at night. And he said, no, no, I'll go back and I'll take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'll, I, he goes, and he, 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 he said, it's the most spiritual thing I think because when I first started ministry, I used to, I used to go back to the, I'd get up and preach and do the morning session and then would eat lunch and I'd go back to the hotel and I'd pray in the spirit for three or four hours and then get up and go preach and stuff again. And I was killing it. He said, literally, I was killing myself. Mm-hmm. And God told him, he said, son, lay down, take a nap. I can talk to you while you're there. Uh-huh. Right. And he started resting, you know. And stuff like that. And I even thought about you guys, Alicia, because, I mean, y'all were with us on Tuesday. I actually did. I talked to Selena about you guys this morning. Y'all came to our house, and we had a great time together on Wednesday. <laughs> then y'all were here on Thursday. And then we saw you here Friday night. And then we were all here together yesterday. And so that's, y'all were really, uh, so God said, Brad, don't go long today. Right? <laughs> 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 Brad, don't go long today because you got folks that need to go home, take a nap, and enjoy their Sunday afternoon. He did. He just took a nap on a boat in the middle of a storm. I mean, so, um, so it's very good. So that makes sense. So I mean, that was all free. But let's, let's get Ephesians chapter 6. And again, I just want to do officially thank Katie and Audra. Y'all did such a great, great job. Did such a great job this weekend. So appreciative. But what came to my mind when I was here is, and they didn't even know, Katie and Audra didn't know they were doing this, but they were really setting us up for where I feel like we're going to be going and teaching in the next few weeks which is the kinds of prayer. Because, and I'm going to walk through the stations with you, and what we're going to do today is I'm going to teach a very, very opening thoughts. Then I'm going to explain what I saw from the different stations to kind of help parallel. And then for the rest of the time, we're going to take time, and I want to encourage all of us to go through the prayer stations. I know, take our kids through it. That's and, why we yeah, the kids to be in here, take your kids through it, walk through it as a family, y'all participate, be involved in it, and do those kind of things. Does that make sense? But the, what I wanted to teach on is that these stations that were created do reflect the kinds of prayer. Let me ask you a question. Did you know that there are different kinds of prayer? Who knew there were different kinds of prayer? A couple of people. Who thought, Brad, what the world? You talk, there, there's kinds. How many of you had no idea there was different kinds of prayer? I didn't know there's so many different kinds, maybe like one or two. There's, there's, the praise him kind, the begging. I love it, the praise him kind and the begging. So listen, there are kinds of prayer, just like we have kinds of sports, right? Somebody name a few kinds of sports. Come on, guys. Soccer, football, baseball, basketball, sumo wrestling, right? Archery. So, but listen, um, uh, let's let's take it. So, imagine if you tried to play football by sumo wrestling rules. (laughs) (laughs) You created a new sport, right? But, or imagine if you tried to play basketball by baseball rules. And listen, what happens many times is because we don't know there are different kinds of prayer, then we pray just one way. And we're praying for things, and it's kind of like playing football with baseball rules. Mm -hmm. You wonder why it doesn't work. You wonder why it feels odd. I like the analogy of the hammer. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's it. And that's another great analogy. You know, and y'all have heard me say, it's one of my favorite. If all you have in your toolbox is a hammer, it's amazing how everything looks like a nail. Right? And the same thing happens in prayer. Many times we only have heard of one or maybe two ways, if you will, to pray. And I love Tabitha's spot on praise and prayer or begging prayer. And we just start. Huh? A hurry up prayer. Right, But there are kinds of prayer. And I want us to take some time over the coming weeks and unpack 
the kinds of prayer. But for today, I want to illustrate them because, again, Audrey and Katie did just a great job, whether they realized it or not. I don't know how intentional that was, of reflecting the kinds of prayer. So, but here in Ephesians chapter 6, and man, I was, I'm going to, I had a whole new revelation on this yesterday, so I'm going to keep, keep focused. I'm going to run in one track. But we pick up in, I'm going to pick up in verse 14. It says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So here's the famous armor of God verses. And above all, take the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery arrows of the devil. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now it's important that we stop there because of what we're about to say. The word of God is your only offensive weapon. The only weapon that we have spiritually that is offensive. Every other weapon, if you will, is defensive or every other piece of the armor is protective, Mm -hmm. right? Not defensive, that's too passive. It's protective, right? Um, But the sword of the spirit precedes verse 18, which says, praying always, everybody say always, always, with all prayer. Now, multiple translations say it like this, with all manner of prayer or with all kinds of prayer. That's what you, so Mary says that, with all manner of, all kinds of prayer, all manner of prayer, all types of prayer. So we see that the use of the word of God is going to be principally done in prayer. I don't know if I've ever said that before. So I'm going to say it one more time. So it seems by just reading this that the number one place that we use the sword of the Spirit is going to be in prayer. That's why all prayer, whatever kind of prayer we're praying, all prayer must be based on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That's very good, Brad. All prayer must have a foundation in God's Word. And if there is no foundation in God's Word, then your prayer, and I'll be bold here, will not be successful. That's awesome. Praise God. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. And, and I was. Yeah, I hope, I hope I'm on the list, and I'll keep the heater on if that'll leave me on the list. <laughs> so, but is that so? So, prayer always begins with the Word of God. First John chapter five, verse four, and we'll talk about this uh, another time in more detail. When John says, he says that the Lord hears and answers our prayer when our prayer is directly visible in the will of God. Does that make sense? Brother Hagin used to teach us like this. He used to say this, faith begins where the will of God is known. I want to add to that just a little bit today that prayer begins where the will of God is known. All prayer begins at the known will of God. Then you might sit there and say, well, Brad, how do I know what God's will is? How do we know what God's will is? The word of God. This word, your Bible, in whatever format you have it in your hand, your Bible is the express will of God. So if we pray according to the word, then as John said, then we know God hears us. And if we know that God hears us, then we know that he will answer us and give us what we are asking him for. Yes. So when somebody says in a prayer, well, if this is 
Your will, God, let it be done. So is that a wrong? Yes. Good question. That's a great question, Kirk. So can you correct? I hate to say correct, but how do you speak to that? Like yes. Sorry, you're praying wrong. Yeah. Without hurting yourself. Somebody's feet. Well, and man, and good luck on that one. <laughs> yes. This be very good. Let me talk to that real quick. Huh? So that's a, a, a religious tradition that yes. got ingrained into people's minds about everything is, is when we pray, saying, well, Lord, if it's your will. Yeah. Which, which takes us, you know. Out of the mix, totally. You know, we're, wow, we're, we're putting, sure. the, we're putting we're the responsibility back on God. You know, so the responsibility that's a folk is out. Teaching, right? I'm sorry. It's a folk it's teaching. A folk it's, a folk it's a folk teaching. Yeah. It's something your folks taught you. That's right. Well, well, let, let me tell you where it comes. Uh huh. Go ahead. Would it not come there from like the Lord's prayer? Uh huh. will be done. Is that not where? But Jesus Lord knew what God's will was. Very I mean, good. I understand, but I'm saying, do you think that's why people yeah. go back yeah. to that? Yes. Well, well, let's talk about those. It, it does. So let me come back. It's both of those things. People come up with, Lord, if it be your will, they come up with that statement from when Jesus was in the garden. Because when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, he did say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. The bad interpretation of that is, is we think it's because Jesus didn't know what the will of God was. We think Jesus was saying, well, Lord, I don't know what you want to do here. But Jesus knew that God's will was. So, so, so the prayer in the garden, and let's start with this if you're taking notes. The prayer in the garden reflects this station, the communion station. The prayer in the garden was a consecration prayer. Lord, I know what your will is. I know what you want me to do. For some reason, like Jesus, my flesh is not really interested in doing that right now. <laughs> right? My soul is not feeling it. My want to is not there for whatever reason. But I know what your will is. I know what you are asking. I know what you want done. I know what the word of God says. So, Lord, not what I want to do, but, Lord, what you clearly have said needs to be done. That's what I want to do. So that is a type of prayer. It's a consecration prayer. And consecration doesn't just mean, oh, Lord, I'm sorry I backslid and I want to come back home. It can include that. But a consecration prayer can be, Lord, I know what your will is on healing. So, Lord, I'm going to teach it anyway. Guys, can I just be real honest with y'all? There's times as your pastor, as I try to help all kinds of people, I have to have consecration prayers because it can be just real easy to go, I'm not going to say that because I know it's going to rub their cat backwards. So to answer Kurt's question, how do you help people without saying something that's going to offend them? Kurt, we literally ask that question every single day. Yeah. Because we see things that are in the Word that would help people, yeah. especially in our church family, because we know you guys more. We're like, how do we, we say Lord, that? How do we say this without mm-hmm. offending them? But this will set them free in that area. So, so, right? so yeah. It's a consecration Christian prayer. <laughs> My consecration prayer is, Lord, I'm going to say it. I'm going to yeah. say it with and, love, and I'm going to say it, you know, all the things. Yeah. Response is their response, and I'm yeah. just praying that they'll that, respond well. That seed will be sown in their heart, and at least they'll think about it. Yeah. Like, where did you? Did you further the question? Where do you want that from? Do you know what God's will? That's a great way. Would okay? Well, do you know what God? Do you know what the Bible says about what you're talking about? Asking them the question. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Okay. A, a, a great, a great question to say when people saying, "Hey." Uh, while we're going to pray whatever way, to, well, what verses are we standing on? What verses are inspiring our prayer? What 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 are you seeing? And really pushes yourself because then you have to go look at it. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> exactly right. Well, that's just discipleship, though. Yeah. And you have to know, like, I've worked with a lot of different people, and there are times where, I mean, I've asked that for many times, it's like, what's your will of this? And I've had to go, do I have a relationship? You want me to say something now? 
Yeah. Well, as long as you have to ask those questions. Yeah. If you do have a relationship, you can start a conversation because the Bible says I have to look up the address for you that the entrance of that word brings light. Yeah. So there are times where you have to just take time and go, oh, that just shows me an area where the word needs to bring light. Sometimes you can just walk people through scripture yeah. and say, hey, look through this scripture. Can we talk about this? But like, well, and, yeah. And there are times you have to just say things and there are times you have to ask yourself, is it worth saying anything? Mm-hmm. Do I have a relationship that can sustain? Do I have a relationship that can sustain this conversation right now? Yeah. yeah. And you have to kind of fill that out. But but at the but at and, and yes, absolutely, and that's all. And we've been like again a great analogy. Last night we come into our times together and doing stuff. And I know there are people here. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know what their background is. I don't know what church nothing they come from. And I get up and I have to go consecration prayer within myself and go, I'm going to pray in tongues anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Publicly. You know, <laughs> you know, well, what if I run them off? I can't help that. That's true. Absolutely. 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 But, but that's absolutely true. But does that make sense? But that's the example now to, to what Courtney said. The other side is people do go to the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. right? Which, again, if I can say this, okay, so y'all pulling all kind of good stuff out of me today. So that's awesome. So um, understand that the Lord's Prayer is not a prayer we pray today. Mm-hmm. At best, the Lord's Prayer can be a pattern for us to pray. But it is not the way to pray now. Right? The disciples, if you remember, they went to Jesus that day and said, Jesus, teach us how to pray today. And Jesus went through, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And he walks on down. I see that hand. And he does all this kind of stuff. But later, Jesus tells them how they're going to pray after his resurrection. He says, after, in that day, Jesus said later in John, in that day, talking about the day when he would rise again, in that day, Jesus said, you'll now no longer ask me for anything. You will go directly to the Father in my name. And then if we take some scriptures and instruction from the Apostle Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how you pray now. So the, the pattern of prayer no matter what kind of prayer it is, no matter which tool of prayer you're using, the pattern of prayer is always to Father in the name and authority of Jesus by the help, inspiration, unction of the Holy Spirit. That's the New Testament model of prayer. That's why we don't pray to the Holy Spirit. We don't pray to Jesus. I know that sounds weird. We don't pray to the saints or anybody. We pray because what God has done through Jesus is given us direct priestly access to God. See, in the Old Testament, there was only one person that could have direct access to God. He was the high priest. But now because you believe in Jesus, you are the high priest of the temple of God because the temple of God is here. So you are the high priest of your temple. Mm-hmm. So you go directly to God. Yes. So explain in the name of Jesus what exactly that means. So in, okay, gotcha. So in the name of Jesus, right? So, huh? Invoking the authority of Jesus. Yes, you, you uh, think of it, uh, well, you would get this with Chris. Chris, if I was running down the roads of North Birmingham at an excessive rate of speed... And Chris turns on the blue lights. He's basically saying, stop in the name of the law. And all he has to do is turn on some lights. And instantly he's communicated a statement in the name of the laws of the city of Birmingham. You stop right now. And, and then, and if you don't, they will stop you. You will be stopped. In the name of the law, right? So, a lot, so it's the authority. Remember what Paul said, because of Jesus' obedience. Now, this is important. Listen, this is why it's important what we believe. Because we believe Jesus lived perfectly, died for our sin obediently, 
rose again from the dead powerfully by the Spirit, then Paul says because of his obedience in those three categories, Jesus then was elevated by God to a position in creation above everything so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, in things on earth, and in things under the earth. So do you see how far Jesus' authority goes? So in the name of Jesus, do you realize that every time you pray in the name of Jesus, heaven pays attention because it's waiting for instruction. Now, some of y'all, that's going to blow you. I'm about to fry your fritter. Do you realize that when you pray in the name of Jesus, angels perk up to see if you're about to tell them something to do? <laughs> Have you ever thought about it? Angels are literally going, what, well, is he going to call my name? And I think, in my own imagination, they're excited about it. Oh, maybe Brad's going to pick me. And they're like little kids in the recess grounds. Ooh, I want to go. Pick me, Brad. Pick me, pick me, pick me. I think about it like, Working dogs like Malinois, like work. Yeah. Because those dogs are, they're caged up and their whole time they're just sitting, they're just waiting. They're just waiting. waiting. And that's angels. Mm -hmm. Right? But earth pays attention. Did you realize the creation itself pays attention? That's right. Because it's waiting to see what you're about to tell it to do. Your body pays attention? Yes. Come on. Yes. Demons pay attention? Absolutely. Changes. So when you say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, the entire creation perks up. What is he about to say? What is he about to do? So now, so does that make sense? So that one prayer, the Lord's Prayer was a transitional prayer between the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's not to be prayed, and I'm not trying to pick on it. It's not to be prayed as the Catholics pray it in rote repetition just because somehow if I say it enough, it magically does something. Yeah. Yeah. Does also, I had read in that last mm -hmm. book, mm -hmm. yeah. he was talking about how that was an outline, but it was like a basic outline. Yeah. And if you go to Jesus' prayer in the garden, yes. he kind of like flushes it out. He like, exactly what right. And he did know God's will, and he's praying for people and all those things. So when I see the Lord's Prayer, like in Matthew, yeah, I think it's just like a bullet point. Absolutely. Well, and, and again, so back to the bullet point. I love so now this. I found very helpful, especially if you're trying to help people who do what you said first, Kurt. About well, well, Lord, if it's your will. So the prayer Jesus said was, "Lord, your kingdom come, your will be." done on earth so how many sick people are in heaven so according to Jesus's pattern of prayer the will to be done on earth is no sick people how many people are struggling in heaven to get their bills paid okay then apparently in heaven Right? How many people in heaven are depressed, oppressed, anxious, worried, fretful? So you can take that one pattern and go, oh, as it is in, how is it right now in heaven? Then apparently the Lord wants his will to look like that here. So you can help people go, and well, that, are, are there cancer-ridden people in heaven? Well, then Jesus didn't want that down here for you. And, and I, now, I have to be honest, I haven't necessarily had straight all kinds of, wow, that's a, and, and I've had all of them go, huh. Yeah, and, and, and they go, uh, I never thought, thought about it like that before. And I said, well, you, you might want to, you know, because <laughs> that's what Jesus said, right? So, but now let's, let's talk about that. Because then that leads us to the first station, and for time's sake. So this station here would reflect what we're talking about, and it's called the prayer of faith. Remember, I believe it's in James when they said, gather people together, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith 
will save the sick. The prayer of faith will also provide for those that are in lack. The prayer of faith will get your needs met. The prayer of faith will. So this station really represents the prayer of faith, which is a prayer totally based on knowing the will of God. So what makes it possible for us to take the little representative Alka-Seltzer and drop it in the water and know that he is taking away our need is, well, God, you said by your stripes I am healed. Lord, you said that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, you said, amen, that the chastisement of my peace was upon you. Lord, you said, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to drink or what I'm going to put on because if I can look outside and see birds eating, then Brad's going to eat, right? If I can look outside and see flowers blooming, then Brad's going to have better clothes than that. Does that make sense? So, so, so this is a station that represents knowing and praying the will of God. And real quickly, the prayer of faith again in that little action is, is not a prayer that we constantly repeat about the situation. That's what, it's because we know God has done this. That's why I love Audrey. We can open our hands, cast our care, and don't pick it up again. When we leave the prayer of faith and we've deposited our carry, our worry, or whatever on the Lord, our response once leaving this station is always one of thank you. Thank you, Lord. That's done. Thank you, Lord, that's accomplished. Thank you, Lord, that's fulfilled. And well, 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 Brad, well, what happens when I, when I leave the church and it just comes rushing right back at me? I go, well, thank you, Lord. That's done. Mm -hmm. Amen. What happens when the devil brings it back to my mind? I was listening to Brother Hagin this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you have to laugh. You know, I love this. You know, you can laugh. Did you know you can laugh in the spirit? Yes. Amen. Did you also know you can laugh on purpose? Or I might call it, he called it laughing in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Come on, did you know you can pray in the spirit? Did you know you can pray in the spirit? Everybody should be shaking their head, yes. yes. Did you know you can also pray in English? Yes. So if I can pray in English or pray in the spirit, then I can do the same thing with laughter. I can do the same thing with joy. Yeah. I can have times when the spirit flows and man, I'm, I'm laughing in the spirit and it's awesome. And there's sometimes, like prayer, I get up and the devil comes and I go, ha, 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 and I laugh. Yeah. Why? Because you're just a dummy. <laughs> and I like what Brother Hagin used to say, and devil, I don't know if you can read, but I'm just going to assume you can't. So let me read this verse to you. <laughs> Amen. That he who bore his own sin, our own sins on his, in his body on the tree, that we would be dead unto sins. And alive unto God, and by his stripes we were healed. I don't know if you can read that verse, Mr. Devil, so I'll just read it to you. Mm -hmm. So I just think I'll say no to this symptom right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll say no. I, I, I don't know this, but I had a bunion show up on my foot. Mm -hmm. Amen. And they tell you, why, well, Brad, that's because you're 50. <laughs> I say, <laughs> So well, I've just been standing. Yeah. Amen. We had a great time last night. Yeah. Amen. Was there, got in the shower. I look down my foot and that thing's gone. Yes. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? But see, that's the prayer of faith. Yeah. The, the prayer of faith knows the will of God, knows the word of God, prays the prayer, casts the care, walks away, and only says thank you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is that that, sir? Now, this station here, where we're praying for the world, right? is a great reflection of what's called the prayer of intercession where we are interceding on behalf of others, right? How many of you, again, I appreciate everybody that wrote stuff. How many of you, you've got family that you want to see come to know Jesus? Yes. Amen. So this is for this prayer. This is the prayer of intercession. How many of you have heard people say, God, save so-and-so? Anybody prayed that before? Don't pray that anymore. This is, this is the prayer of intercession, right? What is Jesus going to do to save your so-and-so? Just send somebody. Send Jesus. 
That's exactly. So listen, he's not going to save them. He, he already died on the cross. He already rose again from the dead. There's nothing else Jesus can do to save your family member. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Now, y'all, are y'all with me? Now, Jesus taught us what to do, and Aldred answered it in Matthew chapter 9, around verse 36, when he said, pray this way, right? Father, thank you that you are the Lord of the harvest. So, Lord, I pray that you send out a laborer into the harvest field called so-and-so. Does that make sense? Lord, I pray that you send somebody across. If you want to add to that, I'd have to look up the reference. It's in the book of one of the Corinthians when Paul said about himself and Apollos, I believe. He says, we are but ministers of God Mm -hmm. as God has given to each one. Mm -hmm. So that verse tells us that God has given every person on the planet ministers. Aren't you glad about that? So you have to understand that. And I realize that because that verse of me as a minister of the gospel by the grace of God, I realize then that's why I say God has given me people. God has given me people to steward and to shepherd. And in case y'all were wondering, y'all some of them. Hope that's okay with you. If it's not too bad, you're my people anyway. <laughs> Does that make sense? And, and that's why some folks over the years of 20-something years of ministry, they've come and gone out of our ministry because I've rubbed their cap backwards and I couldn't fix it. Amen. But they're my people anyway. So you just need to, does that make sense? They're, they're mine. How do I know that? Because God gave them to me. Showed me by the Spirit. Right? And that's y'all. Does that make sense? So that's why people say, well, Brad, what do you do when people leave your church? Nothing. I just keep serving them anyway. I keep hanging out with them anyway. I keep talking with them anyway. Now, sometimes, like Alder said, I got to maybe be a little bit wiser. Say, Lord, (laughs) season my speech with grace. Help me say that better if I can. Lord, help me. Maybe I'm learning sometimes you got to just shut up. Let people get hungry enough, and I've learned to do this a few times, and people will start pouring stuff out. And Brad, what do you think? And I go, I don't think you want to know what I think. <laughs> and they're like, why I do? I said, no, you don't. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And I'll change the subject. We'll talk about something else. And just aggravate the stew out of them. <laughs> and they'll come back around with me again. And Brad, well, what do you think? We were talking. You never answered my question. Yeah, I know. I won't answer it today either. <laughs> Until finally we get down the road a little bit, and I can see that they really want to know. Does that make sense? That was all free and extra just to help you out. But this is the prayer of intercession. The prayer of intercession is where you're asking Father to send people to the places you're interceding for. You're asking Father to highlight the ministers that are needed in that area so people can hear the gospel. Does that make sense? Because Paul tells us the pathway to salvation in Romans chapter 10. How shall they believe unless they have heard? How shall they hear unless someone tell them, right? And says someone preach unto them. How shall they preach unless they're sent? Do you remember that? So that's what you're praying for. So, as Audra said, now how many of you, you put a nation down here? Right, how many you turned in a nation? You're like me. I turned in four. Or you turned in a people group. So as you're praying, this is also where, as you're saying, Lord, send laborers. Right. You also want to have Isaiah's heart that he prayed when he said, all right, Lord, well, here I am. Send me. (laughs) That's awesome. That's cool. Well, here I am, Lord, send me. So I, I encourage you as you're praying for the nations you have on your heart. Listen, that that's where you need to plan your missions trips. I mean, we're going to do some stuff. And if, again, that's why I want to know your nations so we know how to plan missions trips as a church. Because I don't want to go to countries y'all don't want to go to. But at the end, what y'all need to do is to say, all right, we, we want to go. So, so, Lord, connect us. Are there missionaries there? Are there people? If you don't know, come talk to me. I've got people all over the planet. Right? I can, I can hook you up. Does that make sense? 
So part of that prayer is also, Lord, here I am, send me. Here I am, use me. Here I am, Father, I'm willing, I'll go, I'll talk, I'll speak, I'll share. Does that, does that help? So that's the prayer of intercession. Over here are what are called, to me, the, the prayers of, of revelation, our revelatory prayers, right? If you want it, I'll send it to you. I've so far discovered seven, right? Seven in the New Testament by the Apostle Paul, right? where he prays that, Lord, we would see who we are in you. Now, these prayers, the prayers of revelation, unlike the prayer of faith, and even unlike intercession, intercession, I should say that, you can pray for your nation as often as you want to. You can ask God to send you and other people as often as you want to. Right? Does that make sense? And as you find people in those nations or with those people, you can then pray for those people as often as you want to, right? Here as well, this prayer of revelation, you can pray as often as you want to for yourself. Those prayers of Paul, like, Father, open up the eyes of my understanding. Lord, help me see and know the hope of your calling for my life, right? Many of them, roughly, I've committed to memory, because though they're prayers I pray for me all, almost daily, right? There's definitely not more than two days ago by I don't pray one of these prayers over me. Lord, amen, that I would abound in your love. Mm-hmm. Father, would you help me see and know the things that are excellent? Lord, as we would say, Lord, I've been praying this one. Lord, help me to that I would be sincere in my own heart and that I would be without offense. That, Lord, on one side, I would be unoffendable personally, and Lord, on the other side, help me not be an offense. <laughs> help me be kinder. Help me be nicer. Help me be sweeter. Amen. Does that make sense? But there's prayers of revelation, right? We've already talked a little bit about this, the prayer of consecration, right? Continually. Now, again, the prayer of consecration, you can pray as often as you want. Lord, I'm constantly yielded to your will. Lord, that's been Selena and I's prayer all last year and even more into this year. Lord, your will, your way. Lord, everything you want me to do, everything you've got for me, everything I see in the Word, Lord, your will, your way, 100%. Right? Part of the prayer of consecration is that revelation of, and Lord, show me where I'm in the way. Some of that is not just so much in actions as it is in belief. <laughs> Lord, show me where I'm believing wrong. Lord, show me where I got, like Mary said earlier, Lord, show me where my folk teaching still is, and I think it's true. (laughs) And I think it's you, and I think think I'm right right there, but I don't realize I'm not. That's all part of the prayer of consecration. Does that make sense? And we move over here. Now, this was a neat one, and they put it up. I noticed it didn't have any instruction on it, but this was to be a creative station, where you draw a picture, you write something out, you know, you express yourself. And I was thinking about this. This is really like prayer in the spirit. This is like praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues, praying things out. And God in that prayer in the spirit gives you images and visions and creative ideas and things that will be unique to your situation. Right, that's why many times to connect two together, and it's interesting that y'all put them opposites from one another, but this station and the prayer of faith many times are highly connected together because you can pray the prayer of faith, cast your care on the Lord, jump over into the spirit and say, now, Lord, what do I need to do in the natural with that? Right? What do I need to do? Right? Because sometimes when it comes to healing, does that make sense? Can, can I, is this all right if I'm picking on myself a little bit? So if y'all haven't noticed over the last little weeks, I've had some kind of weird thing pop up on my hands, right? If y'all have seen me scratch my hands, y'all been noticing I scratch my hands every now and then. They get real red. I try to calm them down so I don't freak people out, right? Because it can look like I got leprosy or something, like if it flares up real bad and it's there. And so I've gone, Lord, thank you. This is healed by the stripes of Jesus. I appreciate it. Amen. But I also know, that in all areas where my faith has still got a gap, it's in the area of healing. And I'm just going to be honest with you, right? That I got to still grow in that area, right? 
So many times as I'm doing that, doing that, I'll jump over here and say, Lord, now you show me what to do in the natural. Amen. And so the Lord's been showing us. That's why you've, I've been doing certain things. I've been cutting certain things out of my diet. I've been being inspired by certain things and put some stuff to test over the last couple of weeks. And I did it. And then last night we was all hungry after this thing. And we went to Whataburger. Right. And I indulged myself in a Whataburger and some fries and wasn't too shocked this morning when I got up and I was itchy, right? I got up and I was scratching. I thought, okay, good. Thank you, Lord. I know, I know. I just having fun. (laughs) Amen. But I know, I understand. I thank you. And I spoke to it, Lord, but it's done. And Lord, and I don't want to live my life not being able to eat Whataburger. (laughs) 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 But but, But does that make sense? And so Lord showed me, and he's showing me stuff. So many times these things are connected. I just hope, but that's prayer in the spirit. He'll show you things. He'll teach you things. He'll give you instruction on stuff. If there's something you're needing to overcome, make sure you spend time at that station and let him show you what to do. Because remember, as James said, faith without a corresponding action is also dead. So even though we cast our care, because the, the problem sometimes with the faith station mm-hmm. is people say, Lord, heal me of my heart disease. And then they still go to Whataburger. <laughs> 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 right? When, okay, sure, Lord, I cast my heart disease over on you. And he begins to say, well, why don't you eat some more salad, buddy? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go for a walk? Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, try to lose some weight? Why don't you... Well, get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Or Lord, I got this financial issue. Well, well, why don't you quit eating out? Why don't you save some money? Why don't you cut up the credit cards? Why don't... And he'll show you stuff. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. And the title to the the prayer journals are the same thing. Mm -hmm. Our hope was, if you don't have a journal, that you would act, you know, God is actively speaking to you. Absolutely. Write some of this stuff down. So you don't forget. That's very good. So if you don't have a journal, take one. It's the same thing as the paper. Like, Perfect. Very good. Yourself, but like God is actively speaking to you and you need to have it recorded. That's right. And it's no different if somebody said, Katie asked me a question, what if it freaks me out? I think I could write down what God was saying. I was like, but you're reading your Bible, which is like God inspired people by the Spirit to write down. Mm-hmm. What he was saying, so we would have it. So what's the difference? Yeah. So just that is a hindrance for you. But it's just a conversation with God. Yeah. So you can record it there. You can write it there. However you express it. But it was just to get you knowing that God is speaking. To Absolutely. You. <laughs> and that that many times in that speaking is your biggest answer. Yeah. Right now, quickly because I want to give us time to pray and do some stuff. And I I think I've gone too long. I'm sorry. But is um, in this section here would align itself to the prayer of agreement. When Jesus said, when any two or three are gathered together in my name is touching anything on earth, there I am in the midst of them. And I like what one translation says. It actually says that there I am in the midst of them securing and guaranteeing that the thing that they're agreeing upon will come to pass. So this is why we ask you to write down what, we're believe, what you're asking for, what's your need, right? This why, because we're going to come into agreement with the will of God, right? And agree together. And sometimes when you're praying and ministering to people, it's real helpful to establish, like we've already said, what you're agreeing on first before you go to prayer. Does that make sense? Now, finally over here, this would represent, and I appreciate everybody that wrote something on uh, on the paper, we're going to hold on to those and keep them uh, so we can uh, make sure they keep the vision right at plain and keep it before our eyes. So please make sure you take advantage of this station and write down what God's been showing you about our church. But this is a representation of what's called the prayer of supplication. Now, the prayer of supplication and intercession are similar, but the difference is when we intercede, We are praying for people who are yet come to faith. These are people who have yet to believe. That's why the rules of that are, Lord, send people, send folks to talk to them, that they'd hear the gospel and come to faith, 
right? Lord, get their hearts ready to receive, those kind of things. Here, we're praying for believers. It's real similar to what Paul asked the Colossian church to do, or think around Colossians chapter 2 or 3, when he asked the Colossians, please, please pray for us that a door of opportunity and utterance would be opened unto us and that we would speak his word with great boldness of speech. Right? He was praying and, and it, was a, it was a supplication. And actually when we read just there we were in Ephesians, it says with all kinds of prayer and supplication for the saints. Right? So we're praying and supplicating, interceding, if you will, quote unquote, for these things that you guys wrote down. So it's important that you read these as well. That's why we're going to preserve them so that you know how to pray. Because the, guys, listen, this is your vision for this place. This is what God is showing you about our church. So we can look at this and pray and, and, and agree and tie these two together and supplicate. Lord, open up these opportunities. Open up these doors. There is. Absolutely. It's a, it's a prayer of prophecy, of seeing and expressing the will of God. You'll operate in this side with a spiritual gift of prophecy. Does that make sense?